This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by HazelAid.com. HazelAid is an online retailer of natural, therapeutic hazelwood and Baltic amber jewelry based right here in Montreal. With over 700 unique sizes, colors, and styles, there's something for everyone. For those of you who don't know, hazelwood is a natural way to treat acid-related issues like heartburn, acid reflux, and even some kinds of eczema. Baltic amber is useful in naturally healing pain and inflammation, reducing dependency on traditional painkillers. So if you're interested in some natural products that look great head to hazelade.com and use the coupon code upford that's u-p-f-o-r-d at hazelade.com and you'll get 10 percent off your order that's hazelade.com coupon code upford for 10 percent off your order on with the show Welcome to episode 218 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. And we are joined today by a very special guest. He is a co-host of Canada's Young Leaders, one of the newest shows here on the Upford Network. His name is Nick Wheeler Hughes. What up? How's Hi. it going? <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's cool. Yeah, this will be fun. So this is your first time doing a like non-serious podcast. Yeah. How's it feel? Anno- <laughs> okay. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's weird. I'm usually sitting where you guys are sitting. Um, so being a guest on, on the show as opposed to, you know, being the host is, is, is neat. And I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. Cool. Oh. You're in the honor seat. Yeah. Yeah. There I got go. the, uh, smaller headphones though. You uh, do. Which I'm not happy about. And you know, honest. you know what, honestly, I was supposed to have replaced that pair by now with something better <laughs> and I fucked up. <laughs> I, on Saturday I went to Best oh, Buy. Can we say fuck? Oh yeah, we can fuck. Okay, I mean we can. We say can. Fuck. We can. We always fuck. That's okay, how the show ends. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to fucks for discussion. Um, on Saturday, I went to Best Buy to try and buy another pair of these headphones, and they didn't have them. Okay. Um, and then I called the local music store in NDG, Jimmy's on Sherbrooke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They also didn't have any. Oh. So yeah. So short of. Okay. You know, so it's not a lack of effort that I'm like the the peasant of the of the of the circle. Well, you are, but. <laughs> The, the junior member. <laughs> so as somebody who's not American and not young, uh, what is Young Canadian Leaders? As a follower. <laughs> uh, okay, so I plug the show now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so Canada's Young Leaders uh, is a show that my dad and I uh, have, have been working on for, for some months now. We launched it last week, uh, so that would have been uh, mid-April. And uh, yeah, the show is basically about um, interviewing the next generation of leaders in Canada. Um, we, we talk to uh, experts in fields uh, like climate change, um, immigration. We talk about engaging young people in our democracy, uh, indigenous reconciliation, the arts, culture. Um, but really the idea is to give people a well, the, the idea is twofold. One is to give people a sense of where we're going, mm-hmm. what what this generation wants for our country. Um, and two is to kind of push the dialogue forward mm. right now. Because I think that if you look at at Canada right now, we're actually uh, we're, we're, we're moving to the right. If, you, if you've mm. been following the elections, everybody uh, is, you yeah. know, Ontario, Doug Ford, right? Then Quebec. Now mm-hmm. we got a pretty right wing government. Right. Uh, and now just last week, Alberta, right? right? They're all conservative now. Weren't they already? No, they were okay. uh, NDP. And uh, okay. now they got this guy, Jason Kenney. But uh, basically, we're seeing this, this wave uh, of, of conservatism, mm. conservatism um, sweep across the... Uh, sweep across the nation. Mm. Uh, and so what we're trying to do basically is not, we're, we're not a left, we're, we're not trying to express our opinions necessarily in, in the sense of we support the liberals or we support the conservatives. Sure. Uh, we just support progressive ideas. Right. You know, we, we really like to push the idea uh, of, 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 of things like, you know, fighting poverty, you know, mm. and, and uh, mitigating the effects of climate change. You know, those are things that are not, that are associated with the left, right. right? But ultimately, they're just things that we need to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so those kinds of things are the things that we uh, are, are trying to facilitate in terms of dialogue, um, and hopefully 
that dialogue will transition into action. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, when you're looking for guests, like wh- what's the, the balance of mm. young and expert? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, so I think we try to do it mostly by issues, Okay. right? Uh, so we have one guest uh, who talks about climate change. Her, her organization is suing the uh, federal and provincial governments mm. uh, for inaction on climate change. Check. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a leader. Uh, we have an indigenous uh, young guy uh, who, who is basically fighting for reconciliation between mm-hmm. indigenous and non-indigenous people in Canada. Right. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, immigration. We, we got all kinds of stuff. Um, education, <laughs> uh, government. Uh, we got coming up soon. Business, that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, Canada has so many um, so many facets, so many so many different parts. Uh, we're trying to cover the big ones. Right. You know? So is that person 45 or? 35 and under. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I guess I could have just answered it like that. No, no. <laughs> They're I, well, typically under 35. It was a, uh, I wonder if there was a balance of like, yeah. uh, if you just needed to like find a metric of like young enough and expert enough. Yeah. Like mm, right. those are a little bit um, yeah. not contradictory, but. Like, Define you know. young, I guess. Right. Is, yeah. But I mean, you can be a thought leader without necessarily having tons of experience, right? Like you can be someone who has spent a, a lot of time thinking about things and coming up with ideas and starting to work on things without necessarily having like sure. 10 years of experience in a field. Right? Well, no. And there's like, you know, uh, teenagers who are coming up of like right. big political leaders. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wondered what the, because <laughs> it off? is a, a balance, you know, <laughs> I gotcha. I totally gotcha. And uh, yeah, exactly. I think that young people are, 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 you know, fundamentally less experienced, not maybe fundamentally, um, is not the right word, but you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, right? We, yeah. we, we, just, we don't have as much experience as old people, <laughs> right. you know, because we're not as old. Yeah. Right. Um, no, but th- these are people who have obviously spent a lot of time thinking about their issue mm-hmm. uh, and not just thinking about it, acting on it. You right. know, these are, these people are leading organizations, right? This is not Canada's young followers. This is Canada's young <laughs> leaders, yeah. right? And they're really pushing uh, for for some really cool ideas, and uh, and we're we're really lucky to kind of have. Uh, the 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 episodes that we have, the guests mm-hmm. that we have, and uh, yeah, I, I I think the idea is that we want to have something there for everyone, right? We mm-hmm. don't expect you to listen to all of our episodes. Mm-hmm. We no, just no, want no, that you're making a mistake. You expect them to listen to all of the episodes to multiple all of times. Our episodes. <laughs> exactly. Support them on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but but the idea is that you're not supposed, you don't have to be interested in yeah. every single issue, right? right? But if you you know, after we've we've released the season one, I guess mm-hmm. um, you can kind of scroll through and be like, okay, sure. this this and this looks really cool. I'm gonna right. check these out, and if you really like those, maybe you'll check out a few others. Yeah, right. right. But that's yeah. it. They they come for one issue that they're interested in, and they stay for you and your dad's witty <laughs> repartee. Exactly. And, you know. we're we're clever and uh, and really just fantastic coasts. Yeah, coasts, co-hosts, co-hosts. <laughs> Do you think anyone's tried to like? portmanteau the word co-host into one thing so, it's happening now yeah no you've just done it as a canadian yeah. leader of portmanteau Boom. I, I am one of canada's young leaders because i am changing words you are one word at a time. or combining words <laughs> that's interesting though that this idea that progressive ideas aren't necessarily partisan right like that's something that i was thinking about we we binge watched all of scandal like mm-hmm. a couple months ago and that's a show about a republican president and then spoilers the second republican president but the second republican president actually pushes some like progressive Mm -hmm. ideas and like gets some some things enacted legally that like are good and progressive and things that you would typically associate with the left and that made me really think like oh yeah i guess there's nothing stopping someone from being like you know right wing and not an asshole no <laughs> like, and it used to be much more mixed in right. like american politics you'd be surprised how many you know really um progressive things that republican presidents have have passed mm-hmm. right uh and we look back on it and we're like oh my god we're, we've so divided since since those times yeah. and I, I do think it's very important to you know rise up I, there, there's a really good netflix uh, documentary on flat earthers which i fucking <laughs> love flat earthers so much but uh, they they have this really interesting perspective of these are people who have like potential scientists who have gone wrong right and like their inquisitiveness okay. and they they put a, a tremendous amount of intellectual ability and power applying to something that is spun entirely out of control and if you treat them like they're morons 
then they will never be receptive to having a conversation. And so, like, you can't just be dismissive or mean. Mm-hmm. You have to be inclusive and, and go on that journey with them, even if it's a lot of effort and um, struggle sometimes. Like, yeah. th- these are intellectually curious people. Yeah. And I, I think that it's a, a mistake to dismiss people because they don't uh, agree or see things yeah. on the level when you walk into the conversation. I'm not anti-conservative. Yeah. You know, right. um, I, I'm just anti this conservative <laughs> government or this, sorry, this conservative party right now. Mm-hmm. You right. know, like I, I, I got to be honest, like I do not back Andrew Scheer. He just he just says no to everything that Trudeau says without right. having any plan of his own. You yeah. know, oh. that's his whole thing. Well, also, he like pals around with like white supremacists. No, I know. Totally. Nazis, right? like, totally. 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 Like it's easy to, to point at that guy yeah. and say, like, that's not a conservative mm-hmm. I would vote for. But if, if you're if you're saying, OK, yes, let's fight poverty. Here's, but I just think that this way, this market approach, right, mm-hmm. as opposed to government spending, is the right. best way to do that. I, I love it. Let's have that discussion, mm-hmm. you right. know, because that's a valuable discussion to have. Mm-hmm. But when you say, I don't care about poor people, I'm just going to cut taxes for rich people, Trump, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, sorry, you're just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, sorry, I can't, I can't get behind you. Right. Um, not, not because you're a right wing politician, mm-hmm. but because you don't give a shit about the things that you should give a shit about. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we, we all make this mistake that the conversation that's happening on the, in like the media is the conversation that is actually happening one-on-one because I think people, mm-hmm. what we all need to engage in is nuanced, substantive, mm-hmm debate ooh, right. ooh, sorry can i can i plug one of my episodes now sure. so <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so ethan cox uh who is our second episode uh he is he's crusading against that right mm-hmm. where uh, the media right now is not talking about the things that we need to be talking about uh he says that it's all profit driven they're mm-hmm. all they're all just trying to cover the stories that will get them the most viewers and therefore the most money right, right. Mm-hmm. and and his uh, his organization uh that, that he founded ricochet media mm-hmm. they're 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 covering the stories that matter. It's investigative journalism. It's authentic, uh, and it's super interesting. Like yeah. I've, I've I've read a bunch of their stuff, and like that's the shit that matters, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. And if if we could see, you know, the bigger media outlets doing that, like I really think that the discussion would change. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and ultimately, uh, when you consider the fact that the media is the way that voters get their information, like. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it changes elections. It changes governments and it changes your country. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, because if, if I sit down in a bar uh, and talk to a stranger and they're like pro-gun, libertarian, like all the things. Yeah, and yeah. I sit down and I have a conversation. I'm interested in what they have to say. I'm interested in their perspective. We can find a lot of common ground. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're just doing this weird anonymous intermittent, like yelling at each other, then it, there's nothing. It's just yeah, like, duh. you're a racist. You're horrible. Let's like fucking blow the whole thing up. Yeah, right. And uh, it, I think that we there is a lot of room to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think when you have it at like at the government level, it it has a lot of potential to lead to a situation where both parties can come together and come up with some kind of solution that like doesn't suck right (laughs) like wouldn't that be nice yeah it would be wonderful yeah maybe someday yeah Mm. yeah we can all dream (laughs) yeah you could make it happen it's too late for us yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll do my best it's all counting on you Um, (laughs) my country blew up (laughs) yikes what? No, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from the U.S. Okay, <laughs> figuratively. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's doing something. I don't know what it is, but I, my mom's uh, convinced that she's going to use me as an anchor baby when it goes real bad. <laughs> what is an anchor baby? It's when you have a baby in another country so that you can stay there. <laughs> it's a conservative, like anchor aggressive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a nice term, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm about to get my Canadian citizenship, oh, and she's like. You, tagging along with you. (laughs) (laughs) On September 16th, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatnai, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. 
Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at GalChatPod. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. There are two restaurants that deliver good burgers to our studio. One of them charges between $8 and $12 for a pretty standard burger. The other is a fancy burger place with prices ranging from $9 for like the simplest, cheapest burger to $16 for something very fancy. That's a lot of money for one burger. Supporting us on Patreon costs way less, like as little as a dollar. And if 16 people each gave us $1, that would be enough for one very fancy burger. Do you want to help us buy fancy burgers or, you know, pay for marketing and hosting fees and stuff? Now's your chance. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, and Laura. <sighs> you know, that list is is getting long enough that I can't say it in one breath anymore, but I want it to get so long that like I die after reading it. So let's get 16 more of you. Uh, you'll get early access to bonus content, little behind the scenes updates and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give us at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Angie who asks, what is a burger? Where do you guys draw the line at what you call a burger? Mm-hmm. So Angie also sent me a link to an article, but I forgot to bookmark it. Uh, but basically, I, I found another thing about the same thing, uh, that the EU has made a law about food labels in relation to burgers that basically says veggie burgers aren't allowed to be called that anymore, like legally. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying veggie discs isn't acceptable. That's foolish. Yeah. But, but what's like the... <laughs> danger of ordering a non-meat product <laughs> i mean i guess it's false advertising right like if 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 they're saying that a burger is a meat disc right then like a veggie burger is inherently a lie yeah right i think it's a ridiculous law i'm yep. not supporting this law but i get the logic no this is what causes brexit is these <laughs> like ridiculous like kind of over regulation of those kinds of things but i will say as a, a very enthusiastic meat eater i will go to my grave saying that the black bean burger at uh chili's mm-hmm. better than the regular one really Whoa. okay there's not a lot of chilies here no there so. isn't but i very much miss the black bean burger <laughs> at and i had a waitress walk up to me and she was like why are you a vegetarian i was like i'm not <laughs> it's just real good nice <laughs> i uh i do anytime i'm flying to the west coast of either canada or the u.s mm-hmm. i try really hard to have a layover in the calgary airport because there is a chili's there very big in airports yeah i, I don't know what that's about but <laughs> they're usually they're next Ch- to chili's chili's yeah so it's a kind of southwest flair food chain in the states it's usually situated in a like mall parking lot or mm-hmm. near a movie theater <laughs> okay uh in, in many often many the airports. same thing by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's, it, there will be one if you're in a mall parking lot that has a movie theater. Yeah. It will be there. Okay. Uh, and you get these little side shots where they, they give you a beer and then they'll put a little chili in a, like a little shot glass that hangs off the side of the, the beer glass and you a little Chambord, knock a bag or get a margarita. It's a good time. Okay. Also, just Let's, all the food is Can really we good. focus up here, please? <laughs> all right, all right. It's a very interesting discussion that we have to have here, okay? This is vital. Sure. Uh, and, and you're wasting our valuable time. I, I know. Okay? Lead us. Like, 50% of people probably just stop listening because of that. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry. Young so Buck's aggressive. cocky. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so there's a lot of different kinds of meat burgers, okay? Just sure. saying that it's a burger doesn't doesn't tell you what it is right yeah because so, there's chicken burger there's is chicken that off burgers the table? there's even pork burgers like you obviously got your default beef burger turkey right? burger but exactly there's all kinds of different burgers so just saying it's a burger doesn't mm-hmm. tell you what kind of burger it is so the fact that they're saying okay well a burger is now just any meat disc mm. and then a, a disc is any non-meat <laughs> burger yeah like is is just foolish 
but just does, my opinion. Does a patty make a burger, or like, can, is it acceptable to put like two sandwich <laughs> pieces of bread around a, a beef patty and call it a burger? And does it need a bun? Ooh, uh, I think it's acceptable to call it a burger, but I also think it's a sin. We're talking about like acceptable, like truth in advertising, defining yeah. what like the Euclidean idea of like what a burger is. I would anticipate a bun. Yeah. More so than I would anticipate what the content of the patty is. Right. So so there's a thing. I don't know if this is a thing outside of Quebec, but there's a thing on menus here called a hamburger steak that is a burger patty soaked in gravy on Mm -hmm. a plate. And that's, Mm. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I don't trust it. It's like a hot chicken sandwich, but worse. (laughs) But but that makes me think that the hamburger is the patty. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also called a hamburger, right. which is why. Okay, that's because it's from Hamburg, Germany, originally. Okay, but <laughs> it's not they a didn't, ham burger. They, they weren't like I, I assumed. Ham in German isn't ham, but like a hamburger is a beef burger. Right. Yeah. right. You wouldn't yeah. say a, a chicken hamburger. You would say a chicken burger. Right. Yeah. So it's if replacing the ham hamburger and giving you a, a veggie patty. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Right. Well, that would be awful. Yes, that's yeah. mis- misjudging. So it. I think that the, the 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 point here is that there's a difference between a hamburger and a burger, right? Right. That but, that your burger is just your your uh, flat cylindrical. It's like a delivery method yeah. thing. Almost. But also, are we uh, not ham. <laughs> imparting ourselves on somebody else's cultural expectations? Uh, mm. Are they considering a hamburger is that the same nomenclature that you would find across the EU? Right. That's a good question. Hmm. And one I do not have the answer to. <laughs> okay, let's figure out what is a universal truth about everything that has ever been called a hamburger. Beef. A hamburger uh, or a burger? A burger. A burger. Okay. It's, 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 it's a disc. It's a it's some kind of disc. Yeah. Usually, pro- like always processed. Right? But if yeah. I have a chicken burger, it's going to be a chicken breast. That's true. It's not a disc. It's not a ground meat. Ooh, I, have, I actually have a revelation about chicken burgers because when I did that chicken commercial... For Burger King, you would I was, be the expert. I, I forgot. Dude, I was, way to way to plug yourself, man. Bit of a flex. I don't get residuals for it, but for real, when when we were doing the commercial, we were told to ad lib, right? But they very specifically said, "Never call it a burger. It is a chicken sandwich." Mm. So I'm going to say that a chicken burger that is not a processed chicken meat disc. It's not a chicken burger. It is a chicken sandwich. I've never had a, like a ground chicken disc. They exist. You can get them in like grocery store, like freezer aisle. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait. So so okay. So I have a very clear image of when you say chicken burger. Yeah. I have a very right. It's a it's breaded, and then you got kind of the processed chicken inside it. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. And that's what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. But that is a chicken burger. That's a chicken burger, as yeah. opposed to like a Burger King like crispy chicken sandwich. Is you know it might be on a burger oh, bun because then it's a square. Yeah, or, yeah, or like a or a. Wendy filet. says burgers in a square, and the shape has no bearing on whether or not they call it a hamburger. That's true. That's uh, that's the game changer. Right that there. is a game changer. I didn't think about Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wendy's <laughs> and your Frosties. It's the only reason I go. But then I get like a whole meal, you know, just for the Frosty. Because I'm like, you're not a Baconator you know. guy. Not really. No. no. Spicy chicken sandwich, best thing on their menu. Oh, but have you had the the new spicy crispy chicken sandwich from Burger King? I have not. <laughs> Your commercial did not work on me. I'm legally obligated to. <laughs> been to a, a Burger King quite a while. There's uh, there's one. So there's two Wendy's in Montreal. And yeah, it's are, real depressing. They are a ten- That's it. I, there's I know like the one nothing. Carry. There's two on to carry. It's Wait, so they're both on to carry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the there's, only Wendy's. There's the one that's like just around the corner from Snowden Metro. No, I know. I know exactly both of them now. Yeah, now that you say the it, I know exactly where they both are. Yeah, they're two metro stations apart, which means there may be a 30 minute walk from each other. It's a bummer. <laughs> yep, <laughs> on the same road. That's hilarious, actually. Yeah. Um. So okay. So so burgers, right? <laughs> So if we're talking burgers, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> can we agree we need some kind of patty and buns? I think no, because it like a, do we need a bun or do we need a like? Okay, does bread count as a bun? Here's an integral hmm. question: Is a sloppy Joe a burger? No, a sloppy Joe is, is is a sloppy Joe. A sloppy Joe, but it is ground beef in between hamburger buns. But it's is not it? a patty, right? Wait, you just pour the, the shit on to the onto the bun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. I think that's that's obviously not a burger. Yeah, that's that's as much a burger as a hot chicken sandwich is a sandwich, which it is not. Because <laughs> I challenge you to eat that with your hands. That hands necessary. I've had very sloppy Ooh, burgers. Ha- okay, yeah, yeah. You don't cut 
your burger. You don't use a fork and knife. You have the option to cut your burger in no, half no, no. if you need to. But I the default should who, be that you what? can pick it up. If you go to a very nice restaurant and they give you a really stacked giant like uh, burger, it's still a burger. They just cut it in half. Yeah, yeah, people do that. That's common practice. But you should be allowed to pick it up. I would, you should be I would, capable of picking it up. Yeah, right? if you cut your burger yourself, yeah. I will like be the, the, the nun in Game of Thrones and you'll be Cersei Lannister Ding. and I'll walk you through the streets. Ding. Shame. <laughs> Shame. But like, but like, that wouldn't take away from it being a burger, right? No, like that would make no. you bad at eating yeah, burgers. That's, yeah, that you an It's asshole. like people yeah. who cut uh, pizza with a knife and fork. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make it not pizza. Yeah. it just makes you yeah. a weirdo. Can we yeah. agree that just like, fold it, it? That's what you got to do. You got to well, fucking fold it. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm a Chicagoan, so we're, it's a very New York practice, <laughs> and we do eat with the knife and fork if it's deep dish. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a different You know what? Thing, I'll forgive though, right? a cutting pizza more than I'll forgive cutting a burger. For sure. I get that. But here's an interesting precedent. We call deep dish pizza pizza mm-hmm. very different from everybody else's conception of pizza. Sure. But, but also, like, New York pizza is different from, like, Italian pizza, right? Very true. So, like, I, I, I think at the, at the core of it, pizza is, like, a bread with sauce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because you can have pizza without cheese. Yeah. So what is the core of a burger? Here's a question. <laughs> okay, no, okay, you got to answer. The, <laughs> stop no, answering questions I, with questions. <laughs> I just want to highlight, I'm trying to tone in like on what what is definition of like if we're going to I appreciate apply the levels this. that you're applying to this discussion. <laughs> Hang on. But we're stick not actually having the discussion. <laughs> stick with me. Okay, if you have a bowl of chicken noodle soup and you remove the broth, what are you eating? Uh, noodles with whatever else you've added into it. So it's no longer soup. Mm. No. The broth makes a soup. Interesting. Yeah, I think I agree with Would that. you like to connect that back to the, <laughs> the I'm discussion just, at hand? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure out how many spoonfuls of dirt you have to remove before you have a hole. Ooh. Wait, are we putting <laughs> dirt in our burgers now? I'm confused. No, I, I think that there's some parallels. To, sure. There, <laughs> you see where I'm going. But I, I think <laughs> there was kind of a missing piece to link it all together. <laughs> It's what makes the anticipation What of happens surprise. when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object? I think I read an X-Men comic. <laughs> you know, like, once. <laughs> it's an interesting question, but can you link it to the discussion? I'm just trying to figure out how, how wide... Tweet your answer to at the effort network. <laughs> how wide is the, the range of possibility? Because mm. I remember there was also an EU law that banned a Welsh sausage company from... Uh, <laughs> Very uh, familiar with <laughs> the EU food laws. Just one of those other like headlines that was like silly things EU, EU is yeah, doing, and they were banned from calling their um, sausage dragon sausage because the town that it came from was called Dragon, but it was not made of dragon. Wow. <laughs> Don't you hate that? I can see how when you order a dragon it. burger, it's not made of real dragon. And also, how dare you for? <laughs> For supporting the killing of dragons. Like, regular animals, sure. But like mythical creatures, that's where I draw the line. Uh, okay, so let's let's go back to the question and yeah. answer it with not another question. Okay. 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 I don't know how I became the moderator, but I'm taking it on. You Do you this. know how okay. uh, philosophy works? <laughs> what is our purpose? Exactly. Um, the only way to get to an answer of truth is to ask more questions. Okay. Can we put her on mute for like a minute? <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> Um, Okay, so a burger, I think, has to have, uh, A, it has to have the burger bun, right? Because if it's just bread, it's a sandwich. Agreed. Okay, Okay. we all agree on that? I'm fine with that, yeah. Uh, Then it needs to have a patty, okay? I don't think it needs to be circular because I think Wendy's does a good job of proving Mm -hmm. that it can be square and a burger simultaneously. Sure. Yes. And mm-hmm. you'll sometimes get burger places that like home make their patties and they're like kind of a ball almost, right. you mm-hmm. know? And I think that doesn't disqualify that. Right, right. Usually it is it is wider than it is high, right? You can't have a, a, a like a tall, oh. you know what I mean? What if I they think hand you're not you thinking like widely enough here? <laughs> Was that a pun? <laughs> yes. But I, I think you need to broaden your horizons a little bit because a tall burger is real nice. I would not no, but say taller, that. It- like a, like a, like a reverse chode burger. You the, know what I mean? The, the patty needs to be wider than it's tall? Yes. That I'm okay with. Yeah. But I I, no, no, you can make the burger as high as you want. Yeah, you can okay. have like a burger that has like eight patties. Yeah. I'm just saying that one individual patty can't be like 
like a long thin tube. That would suck. You know? Yeah, that would be a bad break. It like would it needs be to be flat, flat-ish. Weird, yeah. But right? I wouldn't call it not a burger. It just would be weird and not very appealing. I mean, at that point, it's just kind of like a shawarma spit yeah. with bread on yeah, each side of it. I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a like, bad I'm burger. Yeah. yeah, It's not not a burger. But it's typically thought of as like flat. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's compressed in yeah. some way. Well, it's a patty. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. But, Tom, <laughs> I think we've established that yeah. a patty's not just a patty, right? right? We really need to think deeply about what a patty is. Right. Um, a Patricia. If you will. So are we good so far? Yeah. Are we, I, yeah. I, and I'd just like to point out, hot shot, that <laughs> maybe we would not have come to these conclusions if not for all the questions. You know what? <laughs> it's a good point. I, I appreciate you more. Right. I watched that Jordan Peterson and uh, Slava Zizek debate the other day, and this is much more interesting. <laughs> Okay, so those are the two things we've got. Yeah, we like got, it doesn't need to have toppings or anything, right? Yeah. You can have a burger with just with just a, totally. the, the bun and the patty. Sure. Um, <clears throat> would it be a burger with just one part of the bun? No. Just the top? That's an open-faced sandwich. Wait, just the top? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I don't know. <laughs> it's not how that works, but yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Like... <laughs> Like you could flip it, I guess. Like I, right. I think you don't want to have your thumbs in the patty, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, no, it would be undesirable. But is it still a burger? <laughs> if you just got the round top part and then the patty, right? And that's it. God, I hate that. But you can add extra patties in the middle, and it's still a burger. But yeah. I would say that, like, you does need, it need both parts of the bun? I think so. I think so too. But I will add that once I I was on a, a flight and McDonald's was testing out a thing where they were doing like Happy Meals on flights. What? It was a long time ago, and when they brought it, it was atomically hot. The cheese was like boiling, and the buns were frozen. But what they had done was that the top bun was underneath the bottom bun, and then the meat was on the top. And I would still consider that a burger. It was just misassembled. No. You need to reassemble it. Yeah. But then you have a burger. <laughs> I get that, though. Yeah. It's like when you have you have to toss a salad before eating it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you just serve untossed salad, you're like, this is... Eh. Right. Like, if I just, like, put, like, on, on a plate, if I just put, a like, a top part of a bun, mm-hmm. a burger, and a bottom part of a bun, right. it's not a burger yet. It's all there. It's yeah. all in the same place. But sometimes but it's not people, assembled properly. You know, remove... Oh, here's a thing. Like, my husband's gluten intolerant, so he'll order a burger from Five Guys, no bun. What? <laughs> what a freak. <laughs> but Five Guys still calls that a burger, just no bun. I don't like that. No, that's a patty. That's not a burger. That's the I'm difference. sorry. I'm just saying this is a thing that you can order and okay, this is how just, it's labeled. Okay. Wait, what else does he put on it? No, you can get all like the toppings and fries and everything like on the side. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do like a lettuce wrap around it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. How, where do we stand on lettuce wrap as bun? Ooh. Because like yummy, but is it still a burger at that point? But is that not being like oh, non-inclusive? Okay. Yeah. So that's our, our yeah. gluten, like our celiac friends. That's valid. Should they not be included in the burger experience? Well, can't you just have a gluten-free bun? Have you ever had those? any gluten-free breads? They're all trash. Yeah, but I don't have to, you know? <laughs> Right. What it's about not our, my problem, yeah. so I don't think about it. <laughs> our paleo and, and keto friends as well. Right, yeah. I think I'm willing to, to allow lettuce to be a substitute for a bun and still call something a burger, as long as we're acknowledging that the lettuce is a substitute for a bun. Mm-hmm. But that changes everything, man. I would not accept it if it had just arrived that way. No, exactly. That's it. And I think that's the heart of Angie's question, is what would you be pissed off to be served if you ordered a burger at a place? Mm-hmm. If you just went to a place and said, can I get a burger? Oh, and they and brought they... you their default burger. Well, if it was and anything. And if I had lettuce, I'd be pissed. <laughs> like any lettuce at all? Or specifically <laughs> as a bun? No, as the bun. <laughs> you put Not a standard anti-lettuce. on this? I'm just you. saying that like when I order the burger like and there's no picture or something, yeah. like right. I expect it to be a like bread unless I say otherwise or right. unless you've indicated otherwise. You know? yeah. That's yeah. going to be the strictest definition. I'm going to yeah. expect it to be beef. I'm going to expect a bun. I'm probably yeah. going to expect a piece of lettuce and tomato. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. Maybe so, ketchup and mustard and a pickle. Yeah. That but, feels like the but, default to me. No, but those toppings are not required for it no, to be a burger, no. right? If you yeah. said, just bring me a burger, and he said, what kind? You said, shut up and bring me a burger. <laughs> As <right>? I do. <laughs> As <laughs> I do that often. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes back. The only thing that you can expect yeah. is is a, 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 a bottom. Bun and beef. Beef top. 
Yeah. That's what you should expect. Yeah. Bundy mm-hmm. Anything else would be just cause for uh, firing. Yeah. And I would hope one of those little cocktail swords that goes through the middle. I miss those. I haven't seen them in a long time. You know what? (laughs) The cheaper burger place that I mentioned in the cash corner sends a little... Oh, it's a toothpick. Um, But it's close. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, you know. I always use that to eat the fries afterward. Oh, life hack, guys. (laughs) Right? Because then you don't have to... Because if your fries get all juicy from the burger juices, which they should, because it means that you're dripping onto the fries and the fries absorb the juice. Yeah. And this is a very specific Canadian thing, because Canadian mm-hmm. fries are designed to soak up gravy. They're mm-hmm. very much poutine fries, whereas American fries are like golden and crispy. This place does golden crispy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. But then we have a wide range of fries. Don't judge. Uh, uh, I would say the majority, what you're going to get is kind of a brown, smushy, yeah. you know, like they're poutine fries. I get that. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right that that's what most places do. Yeah. Kind of like Le Fleur's fries. That's yeah. what I think of. God. You know? Yeah. Not... Not McDonald's fries. Yeah, if they're golden crispy, it's a treat. We're we're out of the realm of normal. Oh, for sure. (laughs) McDonald's still, I think, has the best fries. They're ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. It depends how you're feeling. You know, I'm not going to say that 100 percent of the time I would rather McDonald's over like Lafleur's fries. Sure, but if it's been a while since I've had fries, and you're like, do you want just to have some fries? (laughs) Right. Be like, yeah, bring me some fucking McDonald's fries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, McDonald's fries will never not be like satisfying. For what yes, they right. are, yeah. you know, yeah. But I, I think I'd rather have like a, a golden crispy crunch boy. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's fries are a little floppy. Well, that's because the yeah, they okay. gave up on the beef tallow. What's a beef tallow? That's how they used to make their fries when I was a kid. They <laughs> cooked them back in beef in tallow. Thirteen, oh, yep. <laughs> nineteen, dickety dick. <laughs> when we had onions on our belt, because that was a style at the time. Um, yeah, they used to be cooked in beef tallow. Or if, if you get fries in duck fat. Really oh, oh. Uh, but sure. it depends very much on the fat and they had to switch over to a trans it's a very interesting story about a man who had heart disease and went on a crusade to ruin everybody's good time uh, and succeeded uh, to everybody's detriment um, but they used to be more crispy and beefy and lovely than they are now yeah and no healthier right yeah. <laughs> um, well okay so what's our we, we've got to we've got to move on soon. okay what's our final consensus on on a burger where would you draw the line at a burger we're taking turns here yeah okay should i go first sure okay okay here we go (laughs) um okay so i would say that a burger uh has to have three pieces minimum Mm -hmm. bottom part of the bun patty top part of the bun Mm -hmm. i I, i'm still torn on the whole lettuce or like replacement thing Mm -hmm. um but i think it needs to be three parts it can't be two um, I think that the patty has to has to fall under the 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 guidelines that we stated before. It doesn't have to be circular; it sure. can be square, um, but it has to be kind of flattened. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. I think that's basically it. I I don't like this whole "it has to be meat" argument. Sure, I I don't agree with those EU mm. regulations or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. See, I, I, I think it either has to be that or you ha- can have whatever qualifier that you want on it and mm-hmm. that uh, you basically have a bun with some sort of middle unless it's obviously like a different thing. If it's a sloppy joe, like that's just its own thing because mm-hmm. it is um, by it's got its own definition. Uh, so you can be very flexible and open about it, but it has to be one way or the other. And I understand the EU, EU is uh, accommodating for many different languages and understandings and trying to create a systematic labeling that is accessible and easy for all. And uh, if that's the way that they mandate it, but I do think that if you add any kind of qualifier that does explain that it is a different kind of middle part, that you're okay. Hmm. I think I, I think I agree with everything that has just been said. The only thing that I would add is that the patty needs to, at some point, have been cooked. (laughs) Because I just realized we never at any point stated that that is the thing. And I would not want to accidentally eat like a raw beef burger. But it would would still be a burger. If you ordered a tartar burger. I wouldn't. But you wouldn't. But you would know. And I wouldn't not call it a burger. Yeah, I agree. I would say it's not a cooked burger in the same way that. Like having a bun, a patty, and another bun laid out separately on a plate is not an assembled burger. I would say that raw meat 
does not make a okay. cooked burger. But if somebody Ooh. said a deconstructed <laughs> burger, I would accept that. And if somebody said a tartar burger, I would accept that. Yeah. If somebody said a deconstructed burger, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like, so, like, the waiter shows up, yeah. and you got you got the bottom, you got the uncooked, like, frozen <laughs> patty or whatever it is, and you got the top. Like, it's incomplete. But, okay, so by... Okay, I thought the, we were done. No, no, we're not done. <laughs> Tom, so, you really threw it, <laughs> this out. So, I would send that back. No, okay, but if you had ordered deconstructed burger, that is unsafe to eat. Yeah. So by legal requirements of a restaurant, they would have to provide you with a way to cook that. So if they added a blowtorch <gasps> and then you're in and you're able to cook your own meat or <laughs> dip it into blow. some sort of, um, you know, shabu-shabu uh, like fondue situation yeah. and cook your own meat and put it together... Fine. I'm so into that idea. <laughs> Hang on. Like like a Korean barbecue, but for beef yes. grilling burgers. Right. Yeah. Because you legally couldn't down. serve that to somebody. Yeah. Uh, right, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the law. We're talking about a, the definition. Are we not talking about the law? <laughs> no, what are we here for? <laughs> I thought this was law chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That other show we have. <laughs> All right, we got time for one turtle butt question All before right. we wrap up. Do you want to do the honors? That's Pull not it. its butt. How dare oh you? Oh my God, this is getting so pedantic. And this is a legal chat. Sorry. <laughs> you know, that's the biggest question we get about the turtle's butt is people saying it's not a butt. Yeah. But you know what? People to can't... that I say, maybe you need to challenge your definition of no, what a butt okay. is. So and no... then I ask you 95 questions. No, no. So no one, no one listening to this can see the turtle. So I'm going to describe it. Okay. So it's a turtle toy, right? And it's got a green shell. And at the very top of the shell, right, the summit, if you will, there's a hole, okay? And then the hole goes down into, like, its body. Yeah, it's bowels. (laughs) It doesn't matter, though, because, like, the butt... The access point is through the top? Okay, so unless this is some kind of, like, weird turtle with, like... Like, it's it's the back. It's, It's its back. You need to rotate it, like, 90 degrees for it to be its butt. I'm sorry. I mean, you don't know. What I think you need to change it there. to turtle back. All right. Do you want to pull something from the turtle's back? Huh? I would. It's also not a turtle. It's a Koopa. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. Oh, one. No, it's all one. All right. Past guest Rob Green. What does the Green Party need to do in order to make a breakthrough in the upcoming federal elections? Ooh. So Rob Green is running for the Green Party. Oh. Hilariously. Interesting. Yeah. Candidate's young leader. Which, okay. What do you so, got to say? Uh, okay. So if you want to think. Um, realistically about the green party Mm -hmm. their objective ultimately is to have a say in stuff okay so if you look uh at the provincial um uh, government in british columbia uh, it's ruled by the ndp but their majority is uh dependent on a few green seats okay so the green party have enough seats to be in what's called the kingmaker position right Mm -hmm. where whoever they support uh has power Okay. Right. Um, so the Green Party, I don't think, in the next fifty years, has any chance of, of forming a federal government. Sure. Or yeah. uh, oh, actually, you know what? In uh, in PEI, they might they might win, uh, but it's PEI. You <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Um, for for any American listeners, uh, PEI is like. Where oysters come from? <laughs> yeah, Prince Edward Island. It's a province. It's tiny. Yeah, it's like Long Island, <laughs> but a province. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, so I think that if if the Green Party's uh, like if if their objective is to have influence to, to influence the federal government to 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 take greener initiatives, mm. uh, what they need to do is focus on um, a select few ridings, win like five seats. You know, mm. that th- that will give you enough uh, power to 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 maybe get on a committee or or something. You know, mm. um, but but. Just if you look historically, they're not growing, right? Right? They're not winning more seats every year in the way that the NDP has been, right? right? The NDP started off tiny, uh, and they have been building progressively to the point where they're the obvious third party. Right. No one talks about the Green Party as like, oh, one of the four parties. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? There's there's the two big ones, the NDP, right, on like kind of the like realistic level because right. the NDP got pretty close, right? In 2011, they almost won. Sure. Yeah. Um, 2015, you could argue that if the election was two weeks earlier, they would have won. Um, anyway, the Green Party has never been there, right? right. Nor has... Well, actually, that's not true. Bloc Québécois used to be pretty. They were the official opposition ones. Um, anyway, so if, if their objective is to just have 
some level of influence. Focus mm. on a select few ridings right. uh, where the other candidates are not super strong. Win a few seats and then use those those you know five MPs that you've got in the house to mm. to, to 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 do whatever they can have do. some kind of influence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what um, <clears throat> when I was chatting with Rob about this last week, he was saying that for the Green Party to like to, like their their sort of first goal, I guess, is to get like something like ten percent of the votes like total not happening right but but if they were to get 10 percent, i think that's something like the base amount that they would need in order to get their money back essentially yeah on what you they also invested. get what's called official party status right so they don't actually have that right now right exactly. they have so few they're not invited to debates that kind of stuff right so that's kind of the that would be like awesome if that could happen right yeah it's not necessarily realistic because they are so far from being one of the top three parties yeah. but things they could do I guess are like God. I don't know. How do you? I mean, I mean, this yeah. is a question I ask all the time as a person who's trying to grow anything. <laughs> how do you grow anything? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, it's tough. <laughs> like, yeah, how, I yeah. think fundamentally, the, the, and I don't know too much about the Canadian Green Party. Um, I know a bit about the American Green Party. I don't mm. know if they're related, um, other by name, but uh, it, they're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because there was a real weirdo candidate that they put out um, during the last election. But I, th- I think the conversation, particularly in the American system, where it's very two-party, and for us to have a viable third party, we need to restructure our election system. But mm. um, that question, for that party to be viable, you need to win local elections. You mm. need to start from the bottom. You have to have people Grassroots. in communities and, and build up legitimacy. You have to build up experience so that right. when people come to these higher-level positions, that they're actually qualified mm-hmm. for them. Sure. Well, I, I will say that Eliz- um is that her name? Elizabeth May? Yeah, that's her name. That sounds right. Um, she's the leader of the Green Party, mm-hmm. and she is, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. She's super experienced. She's an excellent parliamentarian. She she, she articulates herself very well. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's not their problem. Right. I think their problem is just that they're so small, and everyone's like, well, the Green Party never win. Right. No one's really going to vote for them. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not going to waste their vote. Right. right. Uh, especially now that we're seeing a lot of strategic voting, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Like, if in 2015, for example, people were not voting... Oh, who's who's who has the best policies? They were voting who is it's the party electable. who's going to beat Stephen Harper. Right. So, uh, right. What do you think of ranked voting? Uh, can you be more specific? Sorry. So, like, uh, I believe in Ireland they have a ranked voting system so that you actually, like, you, you vote down the line. So you say, like, number one, number two, number three. You can just vote uh-huh. number one. You can drop it. They do all the counts for number one. They throw everybody else who was yeah. not in the winning candidates thing back into the bucket, and then they count up number two. There right. could be somebody at number six that actually outvotes everybody. So that's interesting because that's exactly what happened in the conservative leadership race. Hmm. Um, there were basically like 10 candidates about, hmm. uh, and what would happen would be that you, uh, all, all the people who voted, um, you, you would basically cast your vote, uh, ranked, and then unless any one candidate got 50% or more right. uh, of the votes, they would eliminate the last candidate mm-hmm. and then re-vote. And uh, they did that over and over and over again. So Maxime Bernier, do you guys know who that is? Uh, he, he was basically kind of the obvious choice. Okay. Um, he, he's pretty radical, though. He's, uh, he's a libertarian, basically. Okay. And uh, he, he was kind of, you know, he's, he's older, he's experienced, uh, and he he kept getting something like 48, 49% every time. But no one knew was voting for him. He had his loyal people mm-hmm. who kept on voting for him and nobody else. Mm-hmm. So as these leaders kind of, these, these other uh, candidates kept losing, um, they all kept throwing their support behind other people who were like, you know, anywhere between two and five. Right. And that's how Andrew Shear won. Mm-hmm. He oh, was, nobody thought Andrew Shear was going to win. Right. I woke up, I remember uh, I was living in Korea at the time and I woke up and I checked my phone. Andrew Shear wins and I was like, who the fuck is Andrew Shear? <laughs> is that you Paul Shear's like, brother? Um, <laughs> anyway, so I looked I looked at, at how it went down, and that's that's exactly what happened. Mm. Wow. But just to go go back to your question, I think on the federal level, that work, wouldn't work too well. Mm. Uh, the idea now that's kind of floating around uh, is what's called proportional representation. Mm. Um, so this was actually something that the liberals said they would do right. uh, in the 2015 campaign and then totally abandoned right. because they realized in 2019 that would actually not help them and that's why it's so hard to pass proportional representation because the government that won won under this old system right right? so how does that work so proportional representation what would happen basically uh right now we have 338 writings in canada Hmm. we would cut that number way down we would combine writings we would basically have something like 200 
It depends okay. how we would do it. For our American audience, and not me, obviously, yeah. what is a riding? A riding is, a, is an area <laughs> okay. uh, that, that, that you win. Um, it's like a Senate seat. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's, like, it's, it's like Congress, right? Okay. So all your Congress people, uh, they, they all have you know, certain, certain geographical areas, sure. right? And there's candidates and they run Democrat, Republican, whatever. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's the same with us. Okay. Um, so what would happen would be we would have far fewer ridings in Canada we would still have 338 seats, okay? Hmm. But only 200 of them would actually be uh, from geographical wins. The rest, uh, basically each party would have a certain number of candidates um, who would basically be, okay, let, let, let me rephrase. Um, so if you vote um, in any given election, you vote for like, the candidate who does not win, your vote was is gone. It's wasted, it's nothing, right? Hmm. Um, which is why strategic voting is, is such a thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you want right. your vote to count for something. Now, if you knew that, uh, let's say, for example, at, at the end of all the voting, the liberals won uh, 35%, the conservatives won uh, 25%, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 35% of those remaining seats designated, let's say 200 are, are for the geographical seats, the other 138, um, 35% of those would go to the liberals. 25% of those uh. would go to the conservatives. Uh, X would go to the NDP, mm-hmm. right? So right. that your your vote still counted towards that percentage. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. a bit so like that's the proportional representation. Electoral different... college, but not it's shitty. Yeah, <laughs> the electoral college is dumb. So um, how are those um, proportions determined? Uh, popular vote. Okay, mm. that, that's it. You just count. Okay, the Liberals got this amount of all the people that voted in Canada. Mm. The Liberals won. So it's uh, by population. Yes, okay. by all the people who voted. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get lucky and that'll happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I hope it does. I hope that because yeah. our, our system is, is not bad right now. We have a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one is uh, the spending limit. You can't donate billions of dollars mm-hmm. in Canada to any candidate, right? You can oh, in America. But why not? <laughs> <laughs> but you can Starts donate the D and ends a billion in dollars to Trump. Us. Corporations are people. (laughs) They have opinions too. Ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, if you're looking for somewhere to donate billions of dollars, I've got a Patreon for you. Uh, Guys, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thank you so much, Nick. This was amazing. Yeah. Thank thank you you. for having me. It's been awesome. It was, uh, it's nice to to have smart people in here to pick their brains. And especially when we're talking about things as trivial as burgers. Hey. If you guys like this episode, seriously, consider giving us a billion dollars on Patreon. It would help a lot. Uh, We also have merch if you want to give us money sort of indirectly while getting something nice for yourself. Um, You can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher slash Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend who likes a friendly debate. Yeah. Yeah. Share this episode with a vegetarian and also with a meat eater. Maybe a new young cocky friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can uh, reach us on Twitter. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. I'm at Tom Zalatni. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Canada's Young Leaders. I think it's, I, I just created it, but I think it's at Canada's Young Leaders. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, does anybody have anything to plug? Canada's Young Leaders. That- I, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, yeah, that's it for me too, yeah. Right. Cool. I, I just want people to listen to the new shows on the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's growing so fast. It's Indeed. crazy. Uh, and we want to give a special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use their title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all of their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. You can find out about all of our great new shows like this one. Uh, <laughs> and Canada's ours, Young Leaders. And... <laughs> I, I keep wanting to say Canadian young leaders, and it's not right. Uh, but they are all there at upwardnetwork.com. Yeah. Thank you, guys. See you next week. All right. Bye. Yeah, he's come to see you. I say now, Benson, 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 Benson,